Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books. He's a director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And today, this is the final podcast in our series on handling your emotions. We're wrapping up our series or our, our two-parter on shame. And if you missed anything in this series, it's all really power packed on difficult emotions that people are dealing with, especially right now, anxiety, worry, depression, fear, self-esteem, and now shame. These are heavy emotions that many of us deal with. And so if you missed any in the podcast, you can go back and listen to that on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, or you can find them at hopewellcouncil.com. But today we're going to wrap up shame. And before we do that, Dad, I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit into this conversation, and then we'll pick up where we left off last time. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the truth of your word that we don't have to um, just wander our way through life wondering what what the purpose is or what your plan is for us or what the truth is and in, in when we're dealing with difficult things like shame, because you say in your word exactly how to deal with it, how to combat it, how to battle it, and how to... Um, exchange the lies that we've been told for the truth of your word. And I just pray now that those that are listening would hear the things that you want them to hear that touch their heart, that it's like a, a salve to their wounds, that you would just um, fill them, God, with encouragement, with your love, letting them know that you love them so much that you sent your son to die for them. And I just pray that you would just speak through my dad, speak through me, and that um, our listeners would would feel encouraged by this podcast. And we invite the Holy Spirit uh, to be with us now as we record this. And I pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, dad. So um, picking up, if you, you know, if you missed the first one, like I mentioned, go back and listen to that because this is the second half of our, our podcast on shame, but what can we do to rid ourselves of shame over something that happened in the past? I know there's things I've done that I regret, and, and even though, you know, you go to the Lord and you repent, sometimes those, they still play in your head. Like Satan likes to rub your nose and stuff. So what can we do when that comes back? Well, a couple of things. One is what you just mentioned. If you haven't already done so, first thing to do is ask God to forgive you. Mm -hmm. So that, that's where it starts. It starts by on the vertical, dealing with God. And he promises to forgive us if we confess our sins. Mm. He says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Mm -hmm. And here comes the good part, cleanse us mm -hmm. from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. It's just as if God would say, what sin? Right. You sinned? What sin? Oh, yeah, that, that's the one you already confessed. Right. And I already forgave. And that to me is like one of those theological um, headaches because it's like, well, he can't forget because he's God, but he does forget because he cleansed you with Jesus blood. So it's like, you know, yeah, he kind of chooses. Well, he chooses to. And, mm -hmm. and if you're God, I guess you can choose to forget, but right. he chose, you know, he can choose to remember or he can choose to forget. Jesus bore our sins upon the cross, paid the price for them by dying for them. So that's the first thing is on the vertical, get, uh, get right with God. Ask mm -hmm. God to forgive you. Next thing is forgive yourself. Mm. Forgive yourself for whatever happened in the past. It's over. It's done with. 
Forgiveness is God's gift and forgiving yourself for past sins, past failures, past mistakes. That's a gift that you can give to yourself. And finally, once it's, it's really forgiven, learn from it and then mm -hmm. let it go. Mm -hmm. You can't undo what's been done in the past, but you can learn from it so that mm -hmm. you don't repeat it and keep doing it. Right. Because that's the definition of craziness is keep doing the same stupid thing that doesn't work expecting a different result right okay so this is maybe a little more complicated this is you know um shame 201 instead of 101 but what do you do if your issue that you're ashamed of is something that's a, it's a terrible habit and you know it's wrong and you know it's a sin you hate it but you it you you can't break it that easily yeah. It's not like you, a one-off sin. It's like this habitual thing that you do that you don't want to do, but you yeah. don't know how to stop it. Yeah, you you may have to get counseling and you may have to get help in learning to uh, create a new habit mm. and a new habit in righteousness because uh, they talk about neural pathways in your brain. And with any kind of a sinful behavior, like an addiction or anything like that, a neural pathway has been created. And every time you go back to it, you fall into that same rut in your brain mm. and you keep going into that same rut. So what you need to do, you can't erase the rut, but what you can do is create a new rut, get into a new rut. So you begin developing a new habit mm. that is a godly habit. So if my old habit was say, for instance, um, maybe- uh, Going to the same- know, porn site every night yeah so maybe okay, so yeah i've got now i've got to instead of doing that whenever i feel the urge to do that i immediately go and start to read in uh psalm 51 and i read what david did mm. and uh, maybe i call a friend mm -hmm. and let that person talk to me mm -hmm. about what needs to happen in my life and how to change maybe i go to prayer and yeah. i spend time in prayer maybe i journal mm. And I spent some time journaling, but I refuse that thought. And the more I refuse it, the, the worse it, it will be bad for a while. But after a while, it will lose its hold on you. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later, it will no longer be a voice in your head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's true of so many habitual sins, is it? And then that's just how Satan works. Like you, every time you give in, he just rubs your nose in it. See, you're no good. That, that repentance was nothing. It didn't mean anything. And you can be completely sincere when you repent, but unless you replace it with something positive, with something um, different, that's going to get you out, you're going to go back to it because you don't have anything to fall back on. Yeah. One thing I forgot that that really is a good one that I have used, and that is memorizing scripture, mm. uh, finding yourself some verses that specifically apply to that area where you're, where you're vulnerable, memorize those so that when you're tempted, you can fall back on those. Mm -hmm. You can quote those out loud because that's what Jesus did when he was tempted by the devil in Matthew chapter four. He, he reached back into his arsenal, pulled out verses from the Old Testament, quoted them out loud mm -hmm. to the Bible and finally said, be gone, Satan. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. One of the verses that I memorized because Satan was, um, attacking me with my thoughts, like just all of a sudden out of the blue, I'd get this dark thought 
And so every time that happens, I would say we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And I just say that out loud and like it would, it would go away. Yep. Well, that's the power of the word. That the word is powerful. It's quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Right. Piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Yes. So the word of God is powerful, mm-hmm. and we need to use it. We don't take the sword of the spirit very seriously. No, we don't. But Satan does. Oh yeah. And that's how oh, Jesus yeah. combated him when when Satan was was tempting Jesus. Yep. Learn yep. from that example and. So if, if it's hard for you to memorize scripture, or it's just not something that comes naturally, one thing you can do is if a verse sticks out to you that you're like, oh, that was good, write it down on a little note card and tape it to your mirror. So when you're getting ready in the morning, when you're brushing your teeth at night, just say it to yourself a couple of times. And before you know it, you'll have it memorized, but just do one verse at a time. And God honors that. He promises to not let his, vo- his word will never go void. What is the, what is the scripture dad that talks about? His, his word, his word won't come back void. Yeah. Isaiah 55, 11. There you go. See, so he, <laughs> he, he blesses you for memorizing his word. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Stuff. Along that line with, we're talking about verses, are there verses that we can cling to that specifically deal with shame? And when we're feeling beaten down? Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you three that I cling to, and these are three great verses to memorize. And when the time comes, pull them Mm. out like they were arrows in a quiver and shoot them, shoot them at the devil who's accusing you and trying to prompt you to feel ashamed. Mm. One of them is Romans 8, 1, and that is a fabulous verse. Okay, get out your note cards, grab your pen, grab your note card. This is a good one. There is therefore now no condemnation. Say it. No No condemnation condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Am I in Christ Jesus? Yes. I'm born again. I've asked mm-hmm. Jesus into my life. He resides in me. His mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is dwelling in me. I, therefore, have no condemnation before God. God mm-hmm. never condemns me for my past, never condemns me for the sins that I've committed or the sins that I will commit. I need to confess them and he'll forgive them, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be condemned. So stop condemning yourself. You're in right. Christ Jesus. Right. And once you've confessed and asked for his forgiveness for your sinful part, in that shameful event, God's forgiven you. Mm-hmm. You can stop beating yourself up over it. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's the hardest part. It's like Jesus forgives you. He washed you with his blood. When you come to him, he forgives you. But it, it's hard for us sometimes to let it go to forgive ourselves. Yep. Yep. Here's another good one. This is one I've used many times with men uh, in the purity ministry. First John 1, 7. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from how much sin, Laura? Um, All of it. (laughs) Yes. His blood cleanses us from all sin. All right. And Jesus's blood is powerful. Mm. It is is the strongest detergent in the world. Right, right. There is no sin beyond the pale of his forgiveness and cleansing. Mm -hmm. Notice that there is a condition. You have to walk in the light. Mm. If we walk in the light. Mm-hmm. as he is in the light we have fellowship so stop doing the deeds of darkness stop right. doing that sinful thing that you're doing right and then a third one that i love is first corinthians 15 10 this is the apostle paul talking about himself 
He says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Mm -hmm. And his grace toward me did not prove vain. Paul calls himself the chief of sinners. So he was hard on himself. But if God's grace was sufficient to forgive Paul for his past, his grace is sufficient for sinners like you and me. We are Mm -hmm. who we are. We can't change the past. We can forgive it. And we cannot be held hostage to the past. I like that. I like that word, dad, hostage. Like that's what Satan wants. He wants you to be held hostage. Yep. We we can choose not to be held hostage. Right. And Jesus came to set you free. Yep. Let him, let him do that for you. Okay. If you feel shame for something that you did that caused other people pain, what steps should be taken? Oh boy. Now it's going beyond you to others. Right. Right. In this instance, shame might be the Holy Spirit prompting guilt in your conscience because now it's gone from you to others. Supposing that that is the case, the godly response would be pray, ask God if you should go to that wounded person Mm -hmm. and in the presence of the one that you wounded, confess your part, ask for forgiveness, Mm -hmm. offer to make it right. It's called restitution. Yeah. And And if it's possible, do that. Sometimes it's not God's will to go to the one that you wounded. Mm-hmm. Don't take that as a carte blanche to get out of ever having to go to people that you wounded. But if they're deceased, you can't go to them. Or if, for instance, it was an extramarital affair, and now they're, <laughs> they're married and going to them would be very hurtful to their marriage, probably not a wise idea to go to them. Right. Uh, that would that would create great problems in their marriage. So you need to pray about it and ask God for discernment in your particular situation. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I had two situations where I felt like I needed to go. And obviously, whenever there's um, a, a lot of times, rarely is it everything all one person's fault, but to own your part. And then so I did. I went to the people that I felt God was putting on my heart to to talk to. And I did, I own my part for what was done and received nothing in return, but that's not why we do it. We do it because God put it on our heart to do. He, he called us to do it and I, I needed to obey. So don't expect, I mean, maybe you're going to get a great response like, oh, I'm so glad you came and here's what I did. And I'm so sorry. And then, you know, there's this hug and you, you rekindle your friendship. That's ideal, but it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a situation where I went to, as a brand new believer, I went to a conference in which the, the, the speaker at the conference talked about going back to those that you've wronged and making it right. Mm. And I had worked before I was saved, I had worked in a liquor store. And as a young person, I was in high school at the time, a lot of popular kids in the high school invited me to a party if I would supply them with booze. Ooh. So I packed up a case of everything from scotch whiskey to champagne to other stuff, 12 bottles, and I buried it in the trash. The other guys that were going to the party went around after hours, fished it out of the trash, and we went to the party. Uh-oh. And all these teenagers were getting drunk. Not a happy thing. No. And so here I am years later, I'm a new believer and God starts speaking to me about, you need to make this right. Mm. So I go, I'm driving home, I'm arguing with God 
that's ah, a long time ago, God, I don't really need to make this right now. I mean, after all, he's probably forgotten all about it. He never knew about it in the first place. Why would I bring it up? Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm parked in front of the liquor store. Mm-hmm. I go in and all the way I'm praying, Lord, don't let the owner be in. Don't let the owner be in. Don't let the owner be in. I go to the guy at the counter and I said, hey, is the owner in? And he said, yep, he's in the back. So I march back there. And the owner who loved me like his son embraced me, said, nice to see you. Are you back? Do you need a job? Mm. And I said, no, I'm here to confess something I did a long time ago. He said, what? I said, I stole from you when I was in high school. I felt pressure to go to this party and I had to supply the liquor and I rearranged, I, I, I modified the inventory so you never missed it. Hmm. And I stole about a case worth of booze from you. He said, you did? I said, I did. Would you forgive me? And he thought about it and he said, yep, I will forgive you. Don't ever show your face in here again. Wow. Did you offer to pay for it? Yes. Yes, I did. I said, he, he said, no, nope, because you don't know what it is. You don't know all the, the different bottles and how much they were. He said, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take money from you, but don't ever come in here again. Mm. Sometimes that's, that's not the reaction you're looking for. Right. But that's, that's the truth. That's the honest truth of what happened. Right. And you have to walk in obedience regardless of how they respond. Yep. Yep. Wow. That's a story I've never heard before. Yep. That was me back when I was a new believer Mm. or a a brand new Christian. I bet there's a lot. I don't know. (laughs) The untold story of Irv Wolf. (laughs) <laughs> unsolved mysteries next can we move on oh, all right okay i digress um how can shame impact our walk with the lord you kind of talked about that but our relationship with our immediate family and close friends is also a question that i have like how how does it all work together yeah well shame does a lot of things just like adam and eve shame causes us to hide and cover up and as believers were exhorted exhorted in the bible to walk in the light be honest, confess it, get it out in the open, yep. expose it to the light. Uh, to not do so is to cause you to cease to walk in fellowship with God. And that doesn't mean that you aren't saved. Because once you're saved by Jesus Christ, you can never be lost, but you can cease to be in fellowship with mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, like me with my father, uh, I would never stop being his son. Right. But he and I could be on the outs oh, and we're yeah. not talking to one another right. and we don't want to see each other. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with God. You can be saved, but not in fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. And shame can cause us to pull back and to isolate on our relationships with family and friends. We feel bad about ourselves mm-hmm. because of shame. And we often become bitter toward life. We aren't much fun to be around and others sense it and avoid us. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of got a ripple effect. Yeah. Okay. If we have a history of shaming others when they let us down or fail to meet our expectations, how can we break that toxic, hurtful habit? Yeah. This is turning shame on its head. Instead of me feeling shame, I'm now the one 
giving shame right, right. to others. And sometimes if you grew up with that message, you're no good, you're a loser. I can't believe you did that. I'm so ashamed of you. When Maybe you grew up with that kind of messaging, but now you're the one giving that messaging to your family or to your kids. How do we break yeah. that? Wow, that's, that's a tough one. Well, let me start by talking about the tongue because the Bible talks about the tongue and it says, it is a fire, the very world of iniquity defiles the entire body, sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. With it, we bless our Lord and Father and with it, we curse men who've been made in the likeness of God. That's mm -hmm. James 3, verses six and nine. So the first step to breaking free from sinful shaming speech is own it. Mm -hmm. You've got to own the fact that this is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You can't just write it off or blow it off as inconvenient or it's no big deal. Start excusing it. Own the fact that you are speaking shamefully to others. Call it for what it is. It is sin. Mm -hmm. That is a sin to speak that way. Mm. There can be sinful speech just as much as there can be godly edifying speech. Don't excuse it. Don't justify it. Secondly, pray and ask God to cleanse your heart because the tongue speaks out of that which fills the heart. Mm -hmm. It says, for his mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. That's Luke 6, 45. Thirdly, begin a new habit of praising others mm. for what they do right and gently emphasize that word, gently correcting them when they do wrong. Mm -hmm. Do some self-talk. Coach yourself. That's exactly what the prodigal son did in Luke 15. He coached himself on what he would say to his father when he returned home. Mm -hmm. And so can you. Mm. Finally, habits are very hard to break without intentional steps to creating new, more God-honoring habits. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough because that's a sinful, habitual speech mm -hmm. pattern mm -hmm. that needs to be broken. And it's not going to be easy. Right. And some things that you can do, um, and this is kind of goofy, but you put a rubber band around your wrist. And every time you say something that's shameful to someone else, snap it, snap it. Yeah. And eventually you're like, I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that. Like snap yourself, like to remind yourself to stop doing it. And also think about your children as they get older. Do you want this, them repeating this to their children? And how do you want them to look back at you? My mom shamed me or my mom loved me and showed me grace. Well, well, that's good. That's really a good exhortation because your kids will parrot right. back what you've taught them, what they've heard from you. Right. Will they show grace and, and gentleness to others or will they be harsh and shameful? Yeah. So it's good, just good to think about. But like, like we talked about last week is if you had this kind of messaging growing up, Know that that is a lie and know that you are loved by Jesus, the one who died for you. He died to save you from your sins. And so we invite you um, to ask him to come into your life, be your Lord and Savior and dwell within you. And you can do that through the ABCs of salvation. A is admit you are a sinner in need of a Savior. And we all are. Romans 3.23 spells it out very clearly. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And B, believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for you, and you just need to call out to him. John 14, 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then C, call upon his name. Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
He wants to be your savior. He just needs to be invited. So dad, will you walk us through that, that prayer of salvation? Yep, I sure will. My dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for hearing us. Mm. You don't have to, but because of Jesus, you've chosen to. And we are in Christ. We are your children. We are the seed of, of, uh, of Jesus in the spiritual sense. We are his spiritual seed, his offspring. And so we belong to you. And uh, if you would, Father, hear our prayer. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never invited Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you've never invited him to make you born again mm -hmm. and to uh, give you new life, then pray this prayer after me. Mm -hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I ask you, Father, would you forgive me? Mm -hmm. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm lost without you. And I, I, I know I violated your standards. I violated my own. Mm -hmm. But I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus came to die for me. I believe that he is the savior of the world. And more importantly, he's my savior. Mm -hmm. And I would ask Heavenly Father, if you would make me born again, mm -hmm. come into my heart, cleanse me of my sin, and cause me to have new life in Christ. And in that I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, please share it with us so we can celebrate with you. And you can email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And again, you can find all current and past episodes at Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor.fm, and at hopewellcouncil.com. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Hopewellcouncil at gmail.com is where you can email us. And then I leave you with Psalm 31, 15 through 17, which says, my times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Let me not be put to shame, Lord, for I have cried out to you, but let the wicked be put to shame and be silent in the realm of the dead.